everyone, and welcome to our first in a series of conversations with digital transformation champions. My name is Lisa Wolf, and I'm your host for these conversations. We've made these intentionally short and substantive, so you can glean the greatest insights from people who have been successful leading transformation. At the highest level, the objective of digital transformation is to automate manual processes. The result of that is an organization that can adapt continuously and very quickly to change. Today, we're honored to be joined by Patricia Grant, Vice President of Strategy, Planning, and Business Operations for ServiceNow. Welcome, Patricia, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. So, Patricia, you've been leading transformations and change initiatives for years. In fact, you've been in the IT industry for 20 years. The latest transformation that you've been working on successfully is ServiceNow's digital transformation. But unlike the Forbes statistic where many of these transformations fail, yours is succeeding. And we want to understand why. So before we get into that, though, we're in the middle of a global pandemic that's impacting every aspect of our lives, personally and professionally. And it'll change the future of work as we know it. Do you think this is the right time to double down on digital transformation or to pull back and focus focus only on cutting costs and why? No, I, I absolutely think that now is the time. If you weren't focusing on digital transformation before, it's really highlighting that you really need to start focusing on digital transformation immediately and today going forward. And, you know, a lot of it does come together on whether or not, what's the timing of this? Does it all make sense or not to go through such a big transformation? But I would say absolutely yes, because there's a lot of companies out there that weren't ready for this global pandemic that hit us out of really nowhere. Um, we weren't prepared for this in any, you know, many ways in the customers that I talked to. And so from that standpoint, um, you know, spending the time understanding how are your employees working remotely? Is it a great experience for them? Is it easy for them to get help from the IT organization? Is it easy for your customers to get help from the services that your company might be offering? And these are really, really critical things that while companies obviously are focused on, you know, our customers trying to protect that revenue and growth that they currently have out there today. Additionally, companies are really trying to focus on in order to get that, you need to make sure now more than ever, ensure that you're doubling down on focusing on those customer experiences and those employee experiences. And I would imagine that there's a lot of executives out there that, you know, focusing on things like uh, customer NPS, that's really going to be key and critical for ensuring that you aren't losing that revenue and growth. But while you're keeping that going and managing and maintaining that, absolutely, now's the time to really focus on those efficiencies inside of a company. I'm really struck by the statistics from Forbes, where they say seven out of 10 transformations fail. Why do you think that is? Yeah, and this is very common. And I think for me, one of the main reasons why, you know, any kind of transformation fails, first and foremost, you have to have the right executive sponsorship and have a clear understanding of what exactly are you trying to achieve. We had that executive sponsorship. 
So our CIO, Chris Beatty, ensured that he was standing behind this thing. And also on top of that, he was getting that C-suite buy-in across the board, which again, if you're trying to transform a CIO transforming inside of IT alone, okay, you can, you can transform your space. But we all know that there's many things, many processes inside of our company that are extremely cross-functional. And so our CIO had to go get our uh, head of HR on board, our uh, CFO or chief financial office on board. Same thing with the chief marketing officer. So it really is making sure that everyone's aligned, that we are going to do this, we are going to lean into this, and making sure that everyone is clear on what is it that exactly that we're trying to achieve. And, and I think that's the second part. So again, first one is making sure you have the right executive sponsorship and alignment and understanding what you're trying to achieve. And the questions that you really have to ask yourself is, are you trying to increase productivity? Are you trying to, you know, there's a lot of talk on AI and ML. And for companies, are they wanting to leverage analytics to make better data-driven decisions on how their company is running? What are their customers really wanting from services and those types of things? Also taking a look at, you know, focusing on both customer experience and employee experience are absolutely key and critical. And there's so many stats out there that um, when I talk to customers, you know, they really support focusing on the employee experience. If you focus on improving productivity and focusing on, you know, creating those great experiences, there's so much data out there that's available that talks about companies that can focus on these things can help actually improve their profitability as a company as a whole. And especially with companies that are dealing with all of us are, COVID-19, we're all forced and making sure that we are protecting that revenue and growth. And so I think immediately as soon as this pandemic hit us, we were really focusing on, you know, hey, is everything working? Is it operational? We pushed everyone home. Are they successful? We have our customers. They can no longer either come in and do business with us or, you know, are they able to call us for them to resolve issues? Is it easy for them to go and do it? And this is really going to highlight for a lot of companies on where are those opportunities that it's either going to be like, hey, okay, great, we had it, we had a few hiccups out there. Or I know in talking to some customers, they weren't ready for this at all. And when they actually had to go out and when they were hit immediately, they weren't even able to support their customers remotely. And even the IT staff wasn't able to support their, their own staff remotely. And so a lot of these things are actually where COVID is just highlighting all those things of what you should have been doing. Um, so, you know, again, the key thing that also the final point I would make on, you know, you know, why do organizations fail at this is that it's not a one and done project. It's not a one way ticket. It's not a one way journey that you go through and do. It's a way of thinking, you know, and I've actually had customers ask me, you know, Patricia, well, how long will this take to do digital transformation? And I tell them like, wow, it's not really a, here's the 10 things that you go do and voila, you're magically digitally transformed. It's really all about, it's changing the way you think. It's changing the way you do business. It's allowing those innovative ideas, it's HR, you know, ensuring that you have the right talent to actually hire people that have, whether it's machine learning, data scientists, some of these other skills that will help advance your company as a whole. But the key thing that I always tell customers, it's really those continuous small incremental changes that you just got to get started. And, you know, so those are, so the, those are some of the key reasons why I think that uh, organizations fail at digital transformation. Once you have your stakeholders in place and you've got buy-in across your organization and you 
start to move forward, how how are you measuring digital transformation for ServiceNow? Yeah, and that's actually, um, and that's really the key thing is that, you know, one of the things that we've learned along the way, and anytime customers come and talk to us at our executive briefing center, when we always used to come into the office, but now we're on the phones, that is really key. And how do you know that you are actually making a difference? And one of the things that we've developed inside of the organization is a way to think about metrics. And so, you know, part of our journey, and every time customers would come into our briefing center, if they, some come a couple times a year, they, I guess they love meeting with us on a regular basis and hearing what's new. But the key thing is that we keep changing and we keep evolving what we're doing as we're learning and we share. And, and the key key reason that we do share on how do we measure this is that we're all in this together and we're, we're all going to rise together or we're going to fall together. I prefer the first on that we're all going to rise together. So really sharing what we're doing internally and, you know, hearing from customers what they're doing. So we learn a lot as well. And so on your question on how do we measure that, that type of success, when we first started out, we were really just focusing on processes, you know, understanding what's the digital score of a process. And based on elements that we focus on, on velocity, intelligence, and experience, and we have a total of 11 questions that we go through and talk about with our customers, and we ask them various things. Well, we ask ourselves, I mean, this is something that we're doing for real. So we, we go in, we take a look at these questions that really break up a digital transformation journey into four phases from manual, automated, to transform to digital. And out of that, we get a digital score. You know, we create a heat map out there and the heat maps are color coded like red, yellow, green. And what I tell customers, don't automatically assume if you see red on your heat map that that's a bad thing. All that means is that process is very manual, but it might be a process that you do for, you know, 50 employees once a year. Should I invest in improving that process? No, I'd rather go and invest in something that's going to give me a bigger bang for my buck and level of effort. And let's focus on the process that hits all 11,000 employees and we're running this on a monthly basis. And so taking a look at, we go in and we take a look at these scores and we look for those ways to automate. And as we're going through and doing that automation, we started collecting and capturing hours inside of the company. Like how many hours have we automated? And uh, about a year and a half ago, we did something on a million hours and automating a million hours per year. And one of the stories was that actually helped us evolve our own transformation was we took that to the previous CEO and, you know, my boss shared with him and saying, Hey, look, you know, we're working on this goal. We're trying to save a million hours a year. And, you know, his response was, well, that's great, but where does this show up? Where does it show up basically in the PL? How do we know that we're actually getting more efficient? Chris and I sat down together and we really highlighted for us focusing on how do you measure? Where does digital transformation show up? Focusing on the number of incidents, you know, we call those more your operational level metrics or the volumes of cases, the number of emergency changes. These are all things that are important and, you know, very important to, you know, you know keeping your operations up and running. But we, we sat down and we had a conversation on what are the four vectors that we want to rotate around. So we talked about cost, speed, productivity, and experience. And we you know, leverage a lot of uh, websites out there that we can actually pull data from and look at. How do we go through? Where does it show up? And it could be something as simple as like IT ops is a percentage of revenue. It could be your run versus grow. And also like in an IT organization, it can be your employee to IT support ratio. So we really took a look at 
all these different things. And we asked each one of the leaders of all the different organizations across the company, give us up to 10 things. You know, you can't measure, uh, you know, 50, 100 things out there. Give us the 10 things that, you know, these things actually can have a direct line impact that we can actually show the value of digital transformation showing up. You know, we talked about why some are successful and why some fail. Again, aligning on how do you know that you're making progress and that sometimes it's not an apples to apples. Well, most of the time, it's not an apples to apples. Well, if I spend a million dollars here, I need to save a million dollars here. And part of that is really understanding the whole business value mindset on how do you do that and how do you calculate that through digital transformation. Um, that also sounds like a very important mechanism to keep stakeholder sponsorship all along the way on a continuous basis. So I'm wondering how often you share that, how often you report that out. I know you share it with the CIO. Are you having a regular digital transformation update to all the different business units as well? What does that look like? Yeah, so immediately the only way that you will measure something, again, it's not a one and done thing. And so we established, you know, almost three years ago now, quarterly meetings with the C-suite across the top and, and the, you know, the VP underneath them, that's actually responsible for driving a lot of this is, is my partner. That has been on a regular cadence on a quarterly basis. We make it a forcing function to have those conversations on what did we achieve? What are we planning for the next quarter? And what did we learn along the way? And those meetings still go on. We continue to evolve it. We continue to up-level the way that we're thinking about it. We are constantly getting feedback from my boss's peers on how do we need to change this? How do we need to improve this? Are these the right metrics that we're looking at? You know, for us, having that regular cadence is absolutely positively key. And it just has to be on the calendar and you you keep that meeting, there's going to be a couple exceptions, but it is one of those things that once it's on the calendar, we don't move it. So it does become that forcing function. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and it's a really excellent way to keep that stakeholder buy-in and not lose sight of it, given all the different priorities that can quickly move digital transformation off the table. You're keeping it front and center and prioritized. So let me um, just conclude with a couple of questions. I'm going to combine these questions because they, they really go together. So um, what would be a what to watch out for or a pitfall that you that you would want to point out to the listeners today to you know just keep your keep your eye on this and then then the second question is what would your final guidance be what would the one one main thing bit of best practice guidance be for those just starting out on their digital transformation journey. Yeah, I would say first and foremost on any kind of the pitfalls that I would recommend people to watch out for. I mean, you have to, first and foremost, you need to keep engaging with your executive sponsor, giving them the right feedback and insights and the metrics to show that, you know, this program is worth investing in and that it is making a difference and bringing that across all the different departments inside of the company. And I would say, you know, the second thing is having those right metrics is also key. And the third thing I would say is that you've got to be flexible because you might go into an organization and saying, hey, we need to improve your digital score by so much. But you've also got to be mindful that those organizations, like when we went to the HR department, they were going through a transformation of their own and that therefore we had to go through and saying, okay, well, we're not, we don't need you to boil the ocean. What are some of the things that we can, you know, 
start taking on, you know, little by little so that we can start, you know, moving the ball forward in the right direction. So again, I think just you've got to be flexible. It's not a hard one size fits all that I do this for every single department. Each department and companies are in their different stages of, you know, either some kind of a transformation and changes that they're going through. And then again, just those court final thing would be that those quarterly, you know, check-ins that you just have to, to keep in mind. And then I would say for your second question on what is the main thing that I would advise customers who are you know, going through on this journey? Um, what would be my, my one main thing? And it really is that incremental progress beats delayed perfection. Don't wait for the perfect plan. You gotta just start moving and go and start you know, figuring out how do you start moving those needle, that needle forward against those uh, value metrics that you're trying to achieve. Yeah, just really excellent advice. Great to have your 20 plus years of experience and guidance uh, for um, all of our listeners today. And we really want to thank you for your time, Patricia. Um, we wish you all the best and continued success in leading ServiceNow's digital transformation. And we'll have you back for great. another conversation. This was great. Thanks I so much. This. Thank you. Thank you.